0: I've got a Duke of York. And with the date fight drinking game, that means you'd better
1: finish the bottle. (laughs) I have a super murder.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Date Fight. We're oh. a little giddy. We're waiting for this year to end, and I'm sure you are too. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, we're ploughing on with this little podcast where we take great moments from history mm. and pitch
1: them against each other. Yes. He's tricky. I'm Nat Tappley, and together we have trimmed the bush of history and are now planting the clippings to see which will grow into brand new facts. I did not know you could do that. <laughs> I don't
0: think you can.
1: Round one. I'm going to go to the 30th of December. 1916. The murder of Grigory Rasputin. Snap. Ah. Yeah, come on. It's got to be... It's a great one. I mean, I assume everyone knows who Rasputin is, or should we cover... Russia's greatest love machine. He is Russia's greatest love machine. He's a very sexy man with a big beard who could cure the haemophilia of the heir to the Russian throne... Or so his mother thought, he couldn't really. No. He wasn't magic.
0: No. But he was absolutely crackers, I think that's fair to
1: say. Oh, he was bonkers. Yeah. But the Tsarina would only listen to him and thought he was super. <laughs> really just a superman. Am I right in thinking that, it it as you said, it was
0: a super murder in as much as it took quite a lot of having a go?
1: Yes. To I get mean, him properly dispatched. It just occurred to me, this is a sort of running theme in leaders. I mean, Nancy Reagan had her astrologer. Yeah, Sherry uh, Blair had was it Carol Kaplan, her new age I th- sort of yeah. fitness instructor, stroke spiritual healer. Just saying, I mean, can lay my hands on you, <laughs> bring energy. <laughs> <laughs> so Prince Yusupov and many others said, right, Rasputin's awful. We've got to get rid of Rasputin. So they invited him to a house uh, to have. Cakes after midnight, for some reason, which he thought was fun. Yes, yes, we'll we'll have have midnight cakes. It will be fun. Come on, we have midnight feast, like when we were little. And Rasputin came, he came along... um, <laughs> and they said, no, no, don't go into a room upstairs. Come into a basement for cakes. Oh, basement cakes? My favorite cakes! <laughs> clop, 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 clop. Midnight basement cakes. <laughs> Midnight basement cakes! Yes, this is good party.
0: And um, what is it? Little cakes, and
1: on first cake is letter D. <laughs> on next cake is letter E. <laughs> Um, So they offered him the tea and cakes which had been laced with cyanide. At first, Rasputin refused the cakes, wisely, just coming down for a basement party, didn't want anything to do with the cakes. (laughs) But sooner or later, he started to eat them. I mean, what's
0: the... I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't understand refusing them and then going, Ah, all right. (laughs) Mm. Oh, it's almond. Is almond in this? <laughs> um, to use off surprise, Resputin did not appear to be affected by the poison. Of course he didn't appear to be affected by the poison. Because he was a witch. Yes. At which point Resputin asked for Madeira wine, which also happened to be poisoned, <laughs> and then drank three glasses of it with no ill effects at all. Amazing. By this point, I think you'd start getting a bit... Did we cyanide the where'd wine? You, where'd, the you you get, where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? <laughs> You got the receipt. Don't, don't get the pound shop stuff. Get yeah. the proper. I imagine just maintaining eye contact with them, eating cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And drinking. Yeah, uh-huh. nice. Give me, a <laughs> give me sausage if you want. Give me sausage. <laughs> I eat that in front of you too.
0: You want make jelly? I eat your jelly.
1: <laughs> I'm ready for this jelly. <laughs> um, at that point, Yusuf excused himself to go upstairs. To check the label. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone else was waiting upstairs. How oh, like, brilliant. There were other people waiting, going, is he done? Yeah. Is he done? Hey. Well, he's eating the cakes. Yeah! And drinking no, the wine. Was... Yeah! Not and yet, he's not fine. Yet. He's fine. He what? Uh, <laughs> so, um, at that point, he went back down to the room and he said to Rasmussen, oh, look, there's a crucifix in the corner of them. Why don't you go over and inspect that closely? <laughs> don't look behind you for a while. <laughs> And when Rasputin got up to him, he shot him once in the chest Believing him to be dead He then tried to roll him up in a carpet (laughs) Uh, They drove to Rasputin's apartment um, With someone else wearing Rasputin's coat and hat So they could say, oh Rasputin, he left hours ago He definitely wasn't Shot and poisoned in my house. So then they went back to roll him up in the carpet and found. <laughs> hang on, carpet. It's like the Chuckle Brothers murder, isn't it? <laughs> what did you put in cake? And he went back and he started rolling. at which point Rasputin leaped up and started strangling him. Brim.
0: Understandably miffed. I mean, Rasputin basically started off all the horror film tropes.
1: Yeah, you he, know, you think he's dead, yeah. and then that. Oh! Hm! Yeah. And he ran out the front door, unfortunately into the snow because it's December in Russia, so yeah. they could tell exactly. And the, presumably he was bleeding everywhere yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then they repeatedly shot him outside, then wrapped him in the carpet, then dumped him in the river, all yeah. tied up. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that would be going far
0: enough. No. I, if you want to make sure he's because he's come back I three seen times swimming now, out of the- I'd be like, yeah, I'd like feed him to the to dogs, yeah, and then when they, you know, it There's passes got to be an
1: through element them, of
0: then I'd shoot. The dog muck, <laughs> so, you know, and then I take the shot dog muck and I burn it, and then I take the ashes and but drown it. He's already been
1: po- he's full of cyanide, so you're probably going to kill the dogs if you do that. Well, you know, what was it like being a dog in Russia? Well, it's a very unprogressive attitude for you. I mean, if it's worth killing a dog to get rid of Rasputin's body, let's just all have a burger, shall we? Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> happy, birthday. happy birthday to Tracy Ullman, who was funny here for a while, then went over to America and was funny there for a while, and now we've got her back. So, happy birthday, Tracy Ullman.
0: Most famous, really, for having had a filler
1: yeah. in the middle of her Six.
0: show in the States called The Simpsons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she's famous for having an animated segment, nothing to do with her, that was far more successful than her actual show. Yeah. But she should still phone our agents. Happy birthday to Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss. Uh, she was well known in the 1990s for being the Hollywood Madam. I don't even want to think about what that possibly means. Also, happy- um, I think it means she was a bit sassy. Yeah. You sort of say,
0: do you mind taking your plate through to the kitchen? And she like, <laughs> I do mind, actually. You're a proper little Hollywood madam, you are. (laughs) Excuse me, madam. You pick up your pens? No!
1: (laughs) That was Heidi (laughs) flies.
0: Never picked up her pens. Left Lego everywhere.
1: (laughs) Happy birthday to breathy, winsome songstress Ellie Goulding. Um, who, surprisingly, we haven't heard for any of the Christmas adverts this year. Personally.
0: Recently in the news mm. for oh. being the first person to uh, drag someone out of a car crash yeah. on the A40 in Ooh. Britain. Uh, and was very unimpressed by everyone else around at the scene who, instead of going and helping, just got their phones out and started filming
1: it. Well, yeah, because she was already helping. And if you can get footage of Ellie Goulding, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to be worth yeah, several thousand. I mean, think it through, Ellie Goulding. Come on. Let's do the Death Days Happy Death Day to Violet Corddry Violet Corddry was an early race driver and long distance driver She was, in 1920, she competed in the South Harting Hill Climb Driving a Silver Hawk, manufactured by Noel Macklin She averaged 49.7 miles an hour, which apparently was quite good for 1920 That sounds pretty good Yeah That's very fast For Violet it was, and for the 1920s Yeah, when wheels would just fall off (laughs) <laughs> Quite regularly In 1926 she set a long distance record At the Autodromo Nazionale Monza, Italy Where she co-drove A 19 horsepower Invicta For 10,000 miles At 56 miles an hour In July 26 She averaged 70.7 miles an hour For 5,000 miles And then she got married in 1930 And Stopped uh, She lived till 1985 <laughs> she lived till the mid-80s Wow But uh, yeah She uh, retired from public life in 1930 Happy death day also To Sarah Knauss The super centenarian Do you know what a super centenarian is? Yeah, I mean someone who smells really great No, someone who's over 100 Yes She lived to 119 She was at the time the oldest person recorded I think she's been beaten now But she died in 1999 At 119 years old Also happy death day To Saddam Hussein the Iraqi romantic novelist he did, he spent the last two years of his life writing romantic novels did he really? Yes, there's a a good podcast, which you obviously shouldn't go and listen to now uh, called, um, I'm not going to tell you what it's called, oh no tell people uh, it's called Behind the Bastards and it has it looks at horrible people in history and what they did and it's got a lovely hour long Flick through the romantic novels he spent the last few years of his life writing. Amazing. Are they are they as good as Alan Titchmarsh's? I think they're on a par with Titchmarsh. Oh wow! But he was better at genocide than Titchmarsh. Who was he? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Death Days. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> I'm
0: never going to get away with that. Right. Yeah. You. I've what got the thirtieth of December, fourteen sixty. Ooh! Which, as you know, is very much my forte in the history world. Mm-hmm. This is my era. Yeah. Look, I've got a, I've got a Duke of York. A Duke of so York. So I couldn't, I couldn't resist no, having it because we love a Duke of York
1: here. We love all but one Dukes of York. Yeah, but you'll never guess which one. Fourteen mm, sixty. Click the link to find out. Uh, is Richard of York? Very good. Good Lord. Giving battle in vain
0: somewhere? Yes, in Wakefield, actually, since you ask. Uh, It was a bad day for him. Uh, The Battle of Wakefield took place in Sandal Magna, near Wakefield, Mm -hmm. on the 30th of December, 1460. Is that in Yorkshire? Was he running around York? Yeah, it was uh, a major battle of the Wars of the Roses. Mm -hmm. And so you had... The people loyal to the captive King Henry VI of the House of Lancaster—he was terrible—and then you had the army of Richard, the Duke of York. He's amazing. The rival claimant to the throne. On the other, it was—I'm assuming this was a battle over rhubarb because yes. Wakefield is right in the middle of the rhubarb the rhubarb triangle, which is <laughs>
1: that sounds like an ailment. Is it
0: Wakefield, Bradford, and Leeds? Oh, I don't know. It is the home of rhubarb growing in this country. They make oh. the best rhubarb, and you will see it. My friend Martin Kellner lives in Wakefield. Does he? If you drive from Leeds to Wakefield, you'll see big fields of really good-looking rhubarb. Let's do it. Love it. Um, There's a northern expression, Dickie's Meadow. Oh. Dickie's Meadow. Another ailment. Is commonly believed... (laughs) No. It's believed to refer to Sandals Meadow, which Mm. is where the Battle of Wakefield took place and where Richard met his end. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Have you met my end? <laughs> no, I haven't, but thanks for the introduction. They basically felt like it was a bad idea to have the fight there. Right. So, if if Dickie's Meadow is, is what people say in the north to advise mm. against ri- risky action. Oh, really? So, That's all a bit they Dickies say something Meadow. like, um, if you have another 15 sambokers, you'll end up in Dickie's Meadow. <laughs> That's the sort of thing they say. But, but saying that... Phrase did yeah. not appear until the 1860s, which is like 400 uh, years later. So, yeah, nobody really knows anything at all. Dicky's meadow is probably just some guy called Dicky who had a field full of rhubarb, <laughs> rhubarb. wanted we'll to sell it. People-
1: it's from Dicky's meadow.
0: Yeah, rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. But maybe he didn't wash the manure off it, and
1: everyone got poisoned. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Lovely, Bella Wakefield. Yeah, I'm going to take you to the 30th of December, 1922. I wish you would to the formation of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, the USSR, in which the Russian Soviet Republic, combined with the other ones... Yeah, all those other ones. Oh, yeah. Well done. (laughs) The Transcaucasian SFSR, the Ukrainian SSR, the Belorussian SSR, and the Russian SFSR all came together to make the Union... Of Soviet socialist republics, which went on to be in charge of most of the world for most of the century. Uh, on the thirtieth of December, nineteen twenty-two, the formal proclamation was made from the stage of the Bolshoi Theatre. Oh, where else? Just there. Didn't tell anyone else. Brilliant. That was it. So the people who were at the theatre that night went, "Yeah, we're wow, new country." And everyone else was like, "What?" Yeah,
0: were you? Was you in the ballet last night? No, no. What? <laughs> no, no, they did this announcement. We're all part of the USSR now. What? Yeah, you know, like, the Belarusian Federations... And, oh, yeah, the Belarusians. Yeah, I've seen, and, I've seen yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all, it's all just USSR now. What? It makes good, because it makes, like, the badge smaller. Yeah, this week. We're not scoring this week. No. And it's probably a good job. Yeah, it's a really good job.
1: Yeah, we're having a bit of an armistice.
0: Mm. Who do you think
1: would have won that one out of the us? Um, well, we both had Rasputin. Yeah. And what did you You had Richard of York, Battle of Wakefield... I think I would argue that USSR is more important for world history than Richard of York, given that his son became king anyway. Yeah, I think I would have agreed because I'm media. Yeah. Okay. I think you would. All right. Uh,
0: thank you very much indeed for listening. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow with another date fight. Much when better stuff tomorrow. See, yeah, it
1: does. Yeah. It, it, it like it really starts kicking off as we get. to It is fascinating
0: you... to learn that historically it's been a dead
1: period. Yeah, it's you like know, they it's were not all just sitting there looking through that bit of the Radio Times. We're
0: like, going, oh, there's nothing good left. And
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and wearily resigning
0: oneself to watching Homes Under the Hammer <laughs> as Richard York famously did right before the Battle of Wakefield. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. See you tomorrow. <laughs>